This episode of The Yarn is sponsored by Heinemann in their professional book, Breathing New Life into Book Clubs, Practical Guide for Teacher. Colby talked with co-author Sonia Cherry Paul about the book. In book clubs, our kids were really reading. They were excited and energized to read. And what we tried to do was to give educators lots of practical tips and strategies. You know, once you sort of think through those big pieces of the puzzles, you'll get swept up in the excitement and the fun that the kids are experiencing, and it won't feel as intimidating as we might imagine. Hopefully, this is a book that inspires teachers to light a fire for reading in the classroom. So, whether you're looking to freshen up your classroom book clubs or begin implementing them for the first time, breathing new life into book clubs is a great place to start. Visit Heidemann.com to learn more and order a copy. Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Travis Yonker. Here's an excerpt of a Kirkus review from 2000. A ten-year-old girl learns to adjust to a strange town and fills the empty space in her heart, thanks to a big old stray dog, in this lyrical, moving, and enchanting book by a fresh new voice. The book was because of Winn-Dixie. That fresh new voice? Kate DiCamillo. Winn-Dixie would go on to win a Newbery honor, and DiCamillo would eventually become one of the most beloved authors in children's literature. This year, Winn-Dixie turns 20 years old. So Colby called Kate DiCamillo to talk about it. I can, can you hear me it. now? Yeah. Now you can, can hear me? Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to sit on top of the dog. How's that? I think that's fitting. <laughs> How are you? I am I'm living the dream. How are you, Kate? Um well, I'm living the dream too. We're going to talk today about because of Winn-Dixie. We are which turns 20 years old this year. Is that not just unbelievable? So why do you think some books are still so relevant decades after they're published? All I know is that it still astounds me. And, you know, and I was just, um, I was just out doing the last of the Beverly tour last week in, in North Carolina. And um, I have adults who come through the line who will say to me casually, um, my teacher, my third grade teacher read because of Winn-Dixie to me and now I'm a teacher and reading it to my class. And it literally almost knocks me over. It is so surprising. But why is that? I don't know. It's it's mysterious to me. It is one of the. It, it's miraculous, you know. Yeah. Mysterious and miraculous, and I'm so grateful for it because it's like, uh, you know, part of me can't even believe that um, it's been 20 years. But then mm-hmm. to have somebody there who is an adult and is talking about themselves being a third grader and. Um, 
the teach their teacher reading to them and now they're it, it's just yeah you can see how articulate i am about the whole thing are you saying you didn't anticipate this happening when you were signing copies at the red balloon 20 years ago oh no i didn't well and you know um that because i had worked um and we've talked about the bookman before which was a a book distributor here in minneapolis where i worked as a uh picker um filling orders um and because i did that job um i just had this very realistic expectation for uh what would happen with a middle grade novel so not only did i not think that people would be reading it 20 years after it was published i thought that uh you know i'd be really really lucky if 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 5000 copies of it sold and uh at the beginning of the Beverly Right Here tour i was with i think i was doing an event with politics and prose and something came up about when dixie and um somebody asked how many copies had been sold and uh i don't know but tracy miracle was there and they and she had just been in a meeting um about this you know the 20th anniversary edition and um so i said so tracy do you know the number do you know the number colby uh I, i'm guessing it's it's quite a quite a bit north of 5000 <laughs> i mean i i it i teared up you know in front of everybody when she said it 11 see i can't even say it to you <laughs> it makes me cry 11 million 11 million copies yeah and and now now i've said it i've cried and i also think can that be true uh ask tracy miracle that's what she yeah well it's interesting because i'm sitting here in a teeny tiny town in a michigan and i'm i have in front of me this plastic basket and it has your name on the front and it has number the number 21 because that's where we put all of our books that are separated by author and i it's interesting i have it turned sideways and i i'm kind of just staring at the last 20 years of your life in a way <laughs> and, and there's when dixie and this this despero and flora and beverly and there's that pig <laughs> and that and that china rabbit and there are there are five copies of of Windixie in in this basket, so eleven million is a lot. But there are a lot of classrooms and a lot of kids and a lot of teachers and parents and grandparents have found a reason to buy a book about this this, this girl and her dog. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I I had one of those feelings where you kind of like. Um, did a dizzying zoom out and, and I and I saw uh, everything from uh, a distance for a minute um, and now I'm just right back here uh, with my hand on top of the dog thinking what's my job my job is to tell a story so and that hasn't has has that changed at all for you what your job is do you feel or do you feel it's the same thing 
Uh, no, I, I feel it's the same thing. Um, the gratitude and the wonder uh, only deepens that I get to do it. But also, um, I guess I feel like as much as it's possible, m- my job also is to remind um, people of what they already know, which is uh, how much story matters and um, what a great good gift it is to have somebody uh, read a story aloud to you or to to read a story aloud to somebody else. I know you're Mm. a big proponent of reading aloud. I know you do it in the classroom. Um, But I think that we lose sight of it sometimes. So, yeah, that's, that's my job is to tell the story and then to remind people of what they already know that reading together can can change everybody. There's nothing like it, really. Nope. Nope. So what can what will we get in this new edition of Windows? Well, what, what will what, you get besides the <laughs> story obviously? <laughs> yeah, you'll get a you'll get a dog and um uh and you'll get a a town and uh you'll get a little girl named Opal and you'll get an introduction by Ann Patchett, and you'll get a uh, an afterward by me. Oh, Kate. yeah, yeah. And, and when when can we buy this? Um, uh, it's gonna come out uh, early fall, late summer, right around Memorial Day. I mean Labor Day. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you for continuing to tell stories. Uh, hey. Continuing th- to give us great stories to share with our readers. Hey, Colby. Thank yes, you hey. for continuing to read stories and to believe in the power of stories. So, yeah, I thank you back. Thank you, Kate D. Camillo, for the interview. Thank you, Candlewick Press, for making it happen. Have an idea for the show? You can email us at theyarnpodcast at gmail.com or find us online at the School Library Journal website. I'm Travis Yonker. On behalf of Colby Sharp, we thank you for listening.